no, this is a challenge. It's a full time challenge, and I'm not. And I you had to. I had to get to the understanding of, and, and it's you know it's no different from any other vertical I've ever been in, whether it be sports or, or business. Is once you've accepted and it starts to understand the lay of the land, there's a confidence that starts to come come along with it, and then you start. And I I feel like I've gotten past the threat to the challenge part of it because I've accepted that challenge by knowing like, look, I can get better at this. So it's no secret that I uh, I like to listen to podcasts, <laughs> right? <laughs> I get a podcast every day. You need to listen to this. Yeah. And you will get it down to the second. I know you're not going to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> so just <laughs> two minutes and 30 seconds through. Like, man, dude. Yes, you're a freak. Yeah. When it comes no, to I, I used to send yes. you full episodes. And I still do sometimes, but yeah. I learned he ain't going to listen to this whole yes. thing. So, what if I want him to get out of this? And I and you're right. I take to the exact minute because I know if I can give you chunks of two minutes, <laughs> maybe there's a better chance you'll actually listen yeah. to it. But the other day, I was listening to one. It was really interesting um, because I've actually done this and I have been doing this for a while. And I'm not alone in this, but. Um, Maybe I should be a scientist, but did you know that listening to white noise mm-hmm. while you're working on something, reading, working on something you're trying to concentrate on, actually improves your focus? I didn't know that. Did you know that? No, I, I know in, within our office uh-huh. uh, that we we have a lot of we have white noise, and I you know I can't even. Well, it's so low. And it's people so are low. Talking, yeah, you can't even hear it. But if I'm supposed to put headphones on and mm-hmm. then read, you're saying I'll be I would be more focused. Yes. So what I've been doing the last few months, and again, this I just heard this was Andrew Huberman, who's a um, a, a professor out of um, Stanford, mm-hmm. was talking about. It was like a big long two hour podcast, but the the part that I latched onto was this part. Um, so what I do is I sit at my desk. You know, we have that open environment, yeah. so it's so distracting. Right. I mean, there's people talking all the time. Right. So I stick my headphones in, and I put on white noise, and it's just that low, just kind of that right. sound. So what about when you're so reading? There's no, there's no ups and downs. There's no nothing. It's just one constant sound, and I'm mm-hmm. able to just lock in and focus on whatever I'm focused on. So even in, through reading, whatever, yeah. do you oh, even yeah. no. hear it, or are you hearing it? That's a good question. I think I am. Unless I'm really intent. So I'm a bad reader, right. meaning it takes me a few times reading through uh, something. <laughs> You're probably a lot better than I am. So yeah. sometimes, so if I'm, if I'm not locked in, I'll have to read it three or four times. But yeah. for whatever reason, and again, he explained it, and, and I don't remember exactly the, the scientific reason behind it, but you just get tunnel vision mm. because there's no distraction. It's just one constant noise. And now I'm able, with my eyes, I'm able to follow what I'm reading and process yeah. it because I'm not... That sense so of sound is right. no, I've eliminated that. From so the that's equation. my biggest problem is I'm always distracted. Yeah, from the you know I, it, when I'm reading, it doesn't matter if I'm sitting down just reading a book or if I'm reading through something on the you know a magazine or, or with business or whatnot or emails. Mm-hmm. I'm always hearing the outside noise. Yeah. I'm very distractible. Oh I, yeah, and that's and that's one of the things I will definitely do. Try it. Put your headphones I, I in next time. Will. There's yeah. a there's a white noise. There's an app. That I use, it's called. Uh, why does it have to be white? <laughs> yeah, why we can why can we call it black noise? <laughs> it's called white noise. There it is. It's uh, right here. This app right here, and it's a box fan. So it's a low humming, 
constant noise. That is um, awesome. But yeah, it so totally. Are you, are you pubbing box? I know nothing about white noise other than it helps me concentrate. Okay. So thank you, white noise. Okay. Um, yeah, that's totally random. But I just thought I don't I'd, know how I'd, we got there. Well, because I, I like to spread knowledge and I like to brag that I'm pretty, pretty much a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, next time you're trying to concentrate on something, put on some white noise. In the I background. will. I'm, It'll I'm help. Give me app now. It'll help. Uh, but what we're actually talking about today, and this actually came from another podcast that I was I was listening to. Would you at least give me some credit and that I don't send you podcast like the same podcast? There, it's it's from a variety of people. Oh, right? it's a variety. There, yes. Yeah, so most so of like, the time, people I have not heard. Like you would think it would be the usual you know, suspects right. as far as pot. And it's never that. Yeah. It's like guys I've never heard. And I always get some, and Tyler's the same way. Tyler will ask the same thing. Where do these, who are these guys? Yeah. Like I go down a rabbit hole. You do, man. And it's, <laughs> it's interesting. It is. Yeah. As long as you can give me, I, I love the fact, again, don't give me the whole podcast. Yeah. Just right. give me the, you ain't got time for that. I ain't got time for that. Yeah. Give me the yeah. interesting I, points and I'll take. I just think that it's amazing and incredible that we've got all this knowledge on our phone. Now, you go to Google and do all that, but you can just listen and mm-hmm. just learn about, I think they said there's, I could be way off on this, like 600,000 active podcasts, maybe more than oh, that. Man. So think yeah. about that many different podcasts and that many different subjects. Yeah. You can learn anything you want. Yeah. I bet you there's a podcast for anything. Mm. And so that's what I love about it. It's just, yeah. anyway, so. Tons of information. Exactly. And you're in that, per, that you know what, you're in that. I'm in the, right I'm in the sponge you stage are. of life. Right yes, now. you are. I'm, I'm trying growing. to discover. I'm trying to figure out. You're growing. What is this whole life thing yeah. about? Which is good. Yeah. Which is good because I, I went through that. that. I went past that point a while back. <laughs> I'm like, hey man, I am who I am. But no, I. You know, for honestly, I continue to grow because I've always. That's the reason why I like to listen to podcasts, and I don't mind like when you shoot me over podcasts. I, I want to know the mm-hmm. information. Yeah. My biggest problem is figuring out which podcast to because again. Usual suspect, the Joe Rogan show. Look, love Joe Rogan, yep. right? And he has interesting guests yeah, he's and all. The goat. But there's so many others that are out there that have mm-hmm. really good guests. And they don't have to be the most famous. Right. It's just, you know, trying to find those little, those podcasts that really bring value to me. That's what yeah. that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, Joe Rogan's great because it's, I think it's, he does three or four a week. Right. And it's just all different people. Right. Like all over the spectrum. You're, mm-hmm. you're not going to get... You know, I listened to one the other day about drugs. Like, it, yeah. you're going to get just tons of, and so I'm in a very, what's the word? I'm a, I'm a very malleable right now. That's My mind is. Word. That's is that a, a big word. That may not yeah, even be I the don't right know word. What the hell that is? <laughs> Whatever malleable is. What I'm trying to say yeah, is, I'm very, I'm very open to ideas right yeah. now. I think yeah. that's malleable. Yeah, you should be. And so I, I'm, I'm definitely in a stage where I don't want to have my same train of thought all the time. I want to yeah. be exposed to a lot of different trains yeah. of thought. And I think we all should. We all probably should. We all should be exposed to different things. For whatever reason, it's important to me right now. Yeah. But that's growth, man. Yeah. That's, that's legitimate growth. And that's willing. That's, first of all, is humbling yourself to get out of your pocket. Yeah. Out of the, the same old, same old, same bubble. Getting out of that bubble and then learning new things. And a lot of people won't do that. Right. Yeah. So no, you're right. I'm saying a lot. I, 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 there is a weird side of me that actually sometimes enjoys being wrong. Mm. If it's something that I'm learning, and it's going to make me better. I'm, like I said, I'm very much in a pursuit of growth right phase right that's now. good man and so anyway all that to say i was listening to a podcast i think it was called the happiness lab mm-hmm. i think is what it was called it's this uh, female professor <sighs> i forget what school she's at but it's not something i would typically listen to mm-hmm. I, I would think 
if I walked past her down the street and we had a conversation, I pr- it's probably not somebody I would necessarily hang out with mm-hmm. just based on her beliefs and ideas. But it was really interesting. And that again, that's what I'm drawn to right now. I'm drawn to uh, people that I normally no, wouldn't hang yeah, out with. Right. So anyway, they were talking. It was her and another uh, professor at a UT. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about this concept of challenges versus threats. Mm-hmm. And so I want to read a little bit that, that I picked up from that podcast and, and see what your response is and what okay. your thought is. So basically what they were saying is, how we view adverse situations matters. Do we see them as threats or do we see them as challenges? Our bodies and minds respond to threats from a place of reaction, fear, and defense. On the contrary, our bodies and minds respond to challenges to challenges with action, confidence, and offense. And they said threatening situations trigger three physiological responses. Mm-hmm. Number one, we attack ourselves. So we don't think logically, we think danger. We're the problem, we beat ourselves up so we don't make that same mistake again. So right. that's defense mechanism number one. You right. attack yourself. You yourself right? How do I never make this mistake again? Right. Defense right. mechanism number two is you feel shame. <laughs> yeah. Right? So yeah. you feel so feeling safe, protecting yourself from the judgment of others. Okay. So that's protection mechanism so number two. So attack yourself. Attack shame. yourself, shame. And okay. then number three is a freeze response. We are paralyzed by thoughts of how we're sufficient to handle the threat. If we play dead, the threat will disappear. Mm, possum. So exactly. Yeah. So that's where that phrase comes from. So mm. if we act like, so that freeze response, if we play dead, yeah. maybe the threat will go away. If we don't do anything, maybe, <laughs> maybe the threat will just disappear. So uh, I ask you, yes. after hearing that, what is your thoughts? What is your reaction how do you typically look at, a, at an adverse situation? Does your mind first go to, this is a threat, I've got to be on defense mode? Or do you, have you worked your way to a place where you say, I'm ready for this challenge, let's take it on? Look, I think it all depends on what it actually is that's happening. If it's a physical uh, or something that's, gonna, that's physically or health-wise, I look at it as, as a threat. Because it's going to harm me in some way, right? Or harm someone I love in a, in a different way. So that's going to be a threat if it's, if it's going to, to harm me in a, in, in, a, in a physical manner. If it's something else that's outside of that, because, and I think a lot of it in my, and I'm just going back into my, my, my world and my history and my experiences in life, I've always looked at things that were threats as a kid if someone broke in the house mm-hmm. or if I got robbed or I got jacked, that's a threat mm-hmm. because now that's bodily harm. Everything else, I'm not getting harmed. It's a challenge. Mm. It is what it is. It's a challenge. Yeah. And uh, I don't think at them as, uh, <laughs> I guess I don't look at them as um, I'm not going to die. Yeah. And I always said it in my mind. And I always say to my kids, you're going to be okay. Right. It's just something that you got to get over. So I look at them, I look at most of those as challenges. Uh, now, do I like them? No, I, mean, I don't. You know, I may not like what's in front of me, but I think I, I eliminate the fact of what a, a true threat is just mentally by by experience. Yeah. And if it doesn't fall in that line of that, I'm going to get hurt physically hurt. Then it's just a challenge. Now, did you ever? Ha- did anybody? Ever break into your home growing yes, up? Yes, okay. all the time. So did was Home, there a cars, sub- jack, 
The whole nine, right. yeah. Fights. And yeah. did you ever have a physical confrontation with an intruder? Uh, no. Okay. Mm-mm. So it was more of just the fear of the fear of you've been someone entering, yeah, entering yeah. your house. I was just going to ask, uh, but you got in fights and stuff. Oh yeah. Yes. So at first it was it was a threat, right? You you were you were afraid of physical harm. Yes. But I got to think at some point, a lot of times, maybe most of the time. Did it subconsciously switch over to a challenge? Absolutely. I'm not running away. I'm not backing down. I'm stepping up here. Yes. So, and I guess that's how I would would look at it as, you know, the threat was, okay, is it going to do physical harm to me? Whatever it may be, right? Is it, if it's a person or car, whatever it is, right? Is it a threat? That's a threat. And then I I can remember times where I knew like, (laughs) You're growing up, and I've told the story so many times. When, you, when I was growing up, there was times when you knew that look, after school, it was going to go down. Yeah, there's no avoiding right. it. So the threat has already been there. That, mm-hmm. That's the threat, right? And then the thought process is it's a win or loss process, mm-hmm. right? You're going to win or you're going to lose, one of the two, and it's going to be physical. Then it became the challenge. How long was this process? Like, if you knew, okay, 8 a.m., all right, three thirty p.m. is going down. It's going, yeah. How much of that day would you think? Do you think you would spend thinking this is a threat? I thought about it the whole freaking day. So it was a day. threat the whole day. Like I'm looking at the clock. Like I don't remember. <laughs> like my mind has lost lunch. I didn't right. even know <laughs> lunch is gone. You know the basketball time during lunch. Right. Not playing basketball. Your boys are around you. You're like oh, right. you got to do. You got to get them this and that. And it's threat, 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 threat. And then it becomes okay. Here's my game plan. Here comes the challenge. Was it like? A minute before it all yes. went down? Was it 30 no, seconds? No, it, no. The challenge, it, no. The challenge was accepted. Like, there was a challenge that was accepted at some point in my mind. It went from... Well, okay. that's what I'm trying to get to is, is at what point did you make that switch? Now, I'm not looking for an exact time. No, but I, I just mean, in general, did you get to this place of, all right, I'm, let's do this. Yes. Like, well before the fight actually yes, happened? absolutely. Or was it you saw the guy from across the, the hall, and you're like, okay, it's about to go down. Now it's a challenge. No, no. Or was it – did you give yourself a lot of time? No, I gave myself a lot of time because okay. I've always – even in football, my entire life in football, it's always been the same thing. It's not, not so much a threat, but you know it's going to be a physical, physical game, right? Mm-hmm. You know that's going to happen. Um, but you start to play the game in your head. And that's how I used to, that's how I go about things is maybe it's a threat now physically. And now the, here comes the challenge. Now I'm playing in my head and I'm winning in my head mm-hmm. the entire time. So it, I've accepted the challenge and it usually takes a couple of hours to get there. Dang, it's the threat, the anxiety of going through it. Mm-hmm. And then it's okay. Here's the challenge. Yeah. And I think that, you know, in across the board, like we, we have things that we do in life, just in business that, we, you can either accept it as a threat or a challenge, right? In business, I never look at it as a real threat. Like the, the threat of losing everything you have or whatnot, you know, or someone taking everything. I look at those as it's a challenge because it's not hurting me. Like no one's going to die. Mm-hmm. No one's going to the hospital in certain situations, that specifically in business, right? It's a challenge, so put it in the challenge category yeah. and move forward. And I, hopefully I'm answering your question the right way. No, you are. You are. You, you know, because we – and that's, that was what I was going to say is, you know, we spend time on the physical threat. But I yeah. did want to translate. I think the spirit of this discussion is how do we go about this in our daily life? Right. Because for the most part, we're not being physically threatened. Right. For the most part. Right. 
on your in your day to day life. Okay, Unless so, you have a job that. So let me ask you: Do you ever feel threatened by circumstances that happen in your day to day life? That's that have happened yeah. in your day to day life. This may be semantics. I don't think threatened is the right word. Right. But I have the defensive mentality, the oh no, the I'm going to run away mm-hmm. mentality to certain situations that happen during the day. So do I feel threat? Maybe not. But I do have moments where I see a problem. I don't see the problem as how can I attack this head on. Mm. I see this as man, this sucks. Or, Is it man that it sucks because you have you're you're already backloaded on so much stuff and you just got to deal with it. I think it just depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a there's a certain example you're thinking of. Right. Um, we always use the cold calling example. I feel like we <laughs> use that. <laughs> probably a lot. say that every yeah. week. Yeah. That's the most prevalent in my mind. But I guess business development more broad term Mm -hmm. to me for whatever reason i don't see that as a an exciting challenge right i see that as a i guess for the terms that we're using today a threat meaning Mm. i don't look forward to business development i don't sit there and think how am i going to attack this challenge head on this is great i love you know trying to figure out this puzzle and this opportunity I play de- defense and mm-hmm. think, how can I avoid this? Yeah, right. More than I you think, start how to can I procrastinate the situation this? instead exactly. of going right at it? So, so in the ter- again, in the terms we're using, I I view that as a threat because my default is, how do I avoid the discomfort? I got you. How do I, I avoid like, yeah. having to go through this? Yes. Okay. So you start to procrastinate, but you. I mean, look, <laughs> I I don't know if I've I I can relate to that. Yeah, I can relate to that because I, I can look at things and, and say, damn, I don't want to go through this. Mm-hmm. Like not today. Right now. I know eventually I got to get to it, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't define it. I guess, you know, within this show, defining it as a threat, my my mind always takes me back to how is it really like a threat is. Yeah, and I think you're being now, real literal. I think yes. you're being very literal. I yes. think the spirit, or, or at least what I took out of the podcast and what I'm hoping we can right. discuss today and help people with is just think of threat as something that you're afraid to you're afraid to encounter. Mm-hmm. Or just think of a problem. If you view it from a threat mindset, it's something you're afraid to encounter. You're trying to avoid it. How can I let this pass without actually having to deal with it? Yeah. Versus a problem that I see as a challenge, and I'm going to overcome. I'm going to attack yeah. it head on. Yeah. So yeah. let's not get too bogged down on the the, the physical side of right. this. But I can tell you this. So you're right. And and here are my threats, and I'll, and I'll tell you how it affects me. If I knowingly don't know, knowingly don't know. That if I just tongue twister, don't know. Like if there's something that comes to me, I'm threatened by not having information, or not understanding what's being brought to me that that's how that's that's so your 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 perceived threats are when you, or sorry your threats are when you perceive that you're not ready i'm not ready or you you don't have all the information um, exactly if i don't have all the information if i'm not armed with you know being able to accept the challenge like because there's some there's times in my life especially when i i transferred over from from just doing like commercial real estate, like for an example, I didn't know anything. I was in meetings. Here's a great example. That was a threat. Let's run down this. Yeah. Okay, so you're at ESPN. 
Yes. Let's break it down here. You're at ESPN. You know you want to transition away. Yes. You have this new opportunity in a field that you know somewhat about because I think you said you did investments yes. and yeah. things. Yeah. But you don't really know. I don't know. So let's take that as What were your first thoughts? Did you see this opportunity as, and again, in the context we're talking about, as a threat like, I, I, oh, no, or a challenge like, I'm going to I felt like dominate here, this business. I felt like this was going to be a great challenge and I was willing for okay. the challenge. Okay. Right. So that was the challenge part of me that stood up. The threat part of it came in when I was in meetings and I didn't know mm. the information. Yeah. Cool. That was to me like that was not just I didn't won't say belittling, but it was sort of, you know, people were talking way over my head. Yeah, I'm gonna do a little bit. No, for an hour and a half, you're sitting there just like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, and I felt threatened because I just didn't know. Yeah. I had nothing to say. Mm. I just sat it's a bad there. Feeling, that's, a, that's a terrible <laughs> feeling. So that's, to me, was, okay, that's how I, I felt threatened. And you start to, you get a little anxiety through that process. But then after the meetings, I always feel like, okay, I need to figure this out. Yeah. yeah. And that became the challenge. But I, did, I understand exactly what you're talking about, that, you know, you get put in situations where it's, you know, it's almost paralysis by analysis. You're sitting there like, God dang, man, I just don't know what yeah. the hell to yeah. do through yeah. this, this situation because I just didn't know. It's a lack of information. Yeah. Speaking of challenges, I, I've got a challenge for our listeners. What's that? Get in your car. <laughs> <laughs> Drive head, north, <laughs> head north on I-75 until you hit Durant, Oklahoma. Yeah, and Why? What's because in Durant, Oklahoma? Choctaw Casino and Resort. And, and I'm just going to be frank and honest here. I'm not a big gambler. Right. I, I, it, I don't find a lot of joy in playing. In fact, I don't even know how to play mm-hmm. most of those card games or anything like that. Right. I'm probably, I'm, it's probably not the right word. You're, card you're, you're games. butchering <laughs> it. Yes, of course. So my point in bringing that up is we went out there and we saw the new expansion yep. a few weeks ago. And I may not be into gambling, Right. But I'll tell you what I am into. I'm into great restaurants. I'm into awesome concerts and, and, and comedy. How do, you, what do you say? I don't even know how do you say that. Comedy tours. Comedy shows. Comedy shows. Yes. I'm into laying by the pool and hanging out. Yes. And All those three things are offered up there. Look. At the, the new Choctaw Casino and Resort. The new facilities at Choctaw Casino and Resort are, are fabulous. You know, the, the casino itself is just top of the line. Yeah. The slot machines, the newest of the newest slot machines. And how many slot machines? Did he, they say like I mean, a 3,700 on the floor. I'm assuming a slot machine is fairly easy to figure out. I can oh, probably absolutely. do slot machines, right? You could, yes. You <laughs> I've could literally never played no, a slot machine. You've never played a slot machine. <laughs> We're going up to never. Choctaw Casino but Resort I, I bring to play. I up because people might hear this every week. We After we talk about this casino and they're thinking, they have this preconceived notion that oh, it's a casino. Why would I want to go up there? I'm not yeah. into, no, I'm telling you. Come August 5th, yeah. their grand opening, everybody can enjoy what's going on up there. Yes. There's so many things for people, and even for kids. Yes. Right? Yeah. Which is not what you think of when you think of a casino. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, but that think, new pool, the that new, new hotel. Pool, yeah, telling you, take your kids up to Choctaw Casino Resort. Just, just take your kids up there to see the new pool, the slide, the outdoor living part of it. You can get these uh, little cabanas. You can rent cabanas there. There's so many little things that you can do. If you, if you want to take your wife out for a date, Ben, you can go to some right. of the, the, the restaurants there. But there, there's just so much to do. And the people, look, we always talk about people. Great people, great food, 
you'll have a great time. Take take a look at the spa. I'm taking my wife to the spa. And I tell you this, when we in August, and it falls right in line with that football season, in August, we will be up there at Choctaw Casino Resort. We'll be talking football along with the Darren Witson show as well. Yeah, we'll obviously get you more details, but we'd love to you guys come up there and see us when we're up there. So but I want to go back to what you were talking about before that interruption. Usually yeah. Tyler handles that. And it, yeah. Oh, it was good. I had to figure out a way to. Dude, you did a great job. <laughs> you did a great job. We Thank, you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So let's, let's go back to your, your experience. You're talking about you saw it as a great challenge mm-hmm. getting into real estate. In meetings, you found yourself thinking this is more of a threat. So you're four years into this now? Yes. You and I started a month. I started a month after you technically. Yes. So we're four years in the, how do you view it now? Do you still view it in that same light of you're sitting in meetings no. and you think it's a threat or have you gotten to the point where you, now you fully see this as a challenge? No, this is a challenge. It's a full-time challenge. And I'm not, and I, you had to, I had to get to the understanding of, and it's, you know, it's no different from any other vertical I've ever been in, whether it be sports or, or business is once you've accepted and started to understand the lay of the land, there's a confidence that starts to come come along with it. And then you start, and I, I feel like I've gotten past the threat to the challenge part of it because I've accepted that challenge by knowing like, look, I can get better at this. And now I've heard it num- a number of times. So uh, <laughs> the dialogue is it's coming around now. So it's, I feel a lot more comfortable than where I was four years ago, yeah. hands down. And that goes for everything, not just commercial real estate. Look, the threat for me, again, is the not knowing, walking into situations blind. Yes. That is a threat to me. Yes. That is not a challenge. I'm with you. It's a threat. No. I don't, yeah, that's, that's the part where I feel weak and I feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And that's when well, it becomes a threat. you don't know what to expect. You, you don't know, know what to expect. You. So you can't set your feet. Like we always right. say back, you know, in the hood, you can't set your feet. Yeah. Because you're backpedaling. Yeah. And, you know, you're not in control of, of the situation. And I think that's where you, you, you kind of feel, um, you know, feel a certain way. Yeah, and I think to hammer that home, because I think that's probably the case with a lot of us or most of us, mm-hmm. if I don't know what I'm really facing, it feels like a threat. If I do know the challenge ahead of or if I do know the problem ahead of me, right. I can. I know how I'm gonna. I know the plan of attack. I know how, how I'm gonna overcome this. Right. I see this as a challenge. So I guess it's fair to say, whether you see it one way or the other, is a direct correlation to how comfortable and, and how much of the known there is. I think about yeah. illness. Right. Yes. If you get diagnosed with something and you have no idea what you're really up against, that is a threat. That is a threat. Yes. Now, hopefully, at some point down the line you start to get a grasp on hey this is beatable but don't you think that there's now a it's time? a challenge but don't you think there's like there there's look when i'll give an example my, my brother when he went through he was diagnosed with cancer uh three years ago instantly it was a threat because we just didn't know yeah you don't know how long you, you didn't know, know how long you didn't know you know exactly you just you know, I wasn't. I was un, totally unfamiliar with those those circumstances, and then it took a while for us to settle in, and then go, okay, now this is the challenge ahead of us. Mm-hmm. This is what we have to, yeah. you know, get done. So I, I think when it when it's when it's to your health, man, I, I don't know if it's ever. I think it's a time like you have to go through this process yeah. to get to the point of all right, I'm informed. 
I know exactly. Now there's some confidence that's built up. Now here's a challenge in yeah. front of us. Yeah. So I don't think there's a problem with feeling like that's a threat when it becomes your health. No, and I'm not, I'm certainly not, I hope I'm not instigating no. that, that it's a problem to think of things as threats. That's not what I'm saying. Right. Because it goes back to the discussion we've had in the past. When the emotions happen and it's and it's something quickly that happens mm-hmm. to you quickly, it's just a natural response to think of this as a threat. Okay, I got a question. question. I guess the question for me and what I'm trying to discover and figure out is how can I reduce the time it takes from feeling something as a threat to now it's a challenge that I can take on? Well, what are the steps that have to be taken right. to, to, to know that, that, that it's a threat? So I got one going back to you in your football career. Your dream was to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You end up tearing your ACL. Did you look at that as a threat or was that a challenge for yeah. you? Yeah, no, that's a great question. The first few days, it was definitely a threat. I can vividly remember laying on the field right after it happened and thinking, it's done. Mm. It's over. Everything I worked for, it's over. I, I can remember th- having these thoughts lying on my back on the mm. field like, it's over. So that was very much a threat response to me. Because, mm. you know, you hear the worst-case scenario with ACL. ACL yes. right? Mm. Here it's a year-long rehab. I'm mm. thinking now I'm damaged goods. Nobody's going to want anything to do with me. So, yes, it was – and tears. Like, the first few days, it was absolutely a threat, mm-hmm. for sure. But then something flipped for me. And I think it goes back to know, understanding why I wanted it so bad. Mm-hmm. I, that, that was so powerful to me that something switched – and it became, I enjoyed the process mm. of rehab. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed the, as weird as it sounds, I enjoyed the pain of having to get my knee moved and having to do all these stretches mm. and getting myself to where I could walk again and then run. And so all along, I absolutely turned it into a challenge. But it's because the other side that I knew there was an end goal. I didn't know exactly the date. But mm-hmm. actually, I guess in this case, I did know the date because it was my pro day. That was my so that was very right. easy for me to see that as a challenge because mm-hmm. I know on this day I'm going to be ready. I'm going to do everything I can to be ready. Mm-hmm. Now, an illness, you don't necessarily have a date. Yeah, but if you lose your job. If you lose your job, right? How do yeah. you look at that situation? Yeah, that's a threat. That's a threat. Because now the, the understanding is I don't know what's next. Exactly. Now, basically, we always say we, we call it back in football. We call you flatline. Like you've gotten cut or you've lost your job. Now you got a flatline. Now you got to figure out yeah. what's next. So, you know, I love how you just said that. You basically, you flatline. You were on your back. And you, you know, you lost, basically, you weren't going to the next level no. at that point, right? In at time, that point, right? Because that, that, that's yeah, your it threat. Was done. Now it's how do you get your ass back up and mm-hmm. say, all right, I got to accept the challenge and enjoy yeah. the process of whatever it may be. You break up, you have a breakup, a bad breakup, go through a divorce. You know, I went through a major divorce. That was a threat to me mm-hmm. because the threat was what was next. Yeah. How are my kids going to perceive me? Um, what do I need to do? And it was the threat ended up even being a depression. Yeah. For a while, it became a depression because I wallowed around for a long time and it mm. wasn't like it was just, you know, this was not something where I, you know, going through the divorce was not something where I just like, man, instantly I'm up for the challenge. Yeah. I'm ready. No, man, it was, you know, for the longest years of wallowing around trying to find myself. Years. Years mm. trying to, like, I, I put band aids on it for a long time. Yeah. I didn't want to accept it. 
And I mean, I'm glad we're having this conversation because I'm, I'm sure people are going through this uh, as well. But my pride took a hit. Yeah. The ego definitely took a hit because I never expected, expected that to happen. And then trying to pick up the pieces. And it, it was hard trying to pick up those pieces. And they were falling through my hands. And I'm like, one of my, my son would act a certain way. My daughter would act another way. And, you know, I just never got a grasp of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I accepted the challenges was I had to go outside of myself, go get help. Mm. and sit down with someone to have these conversations to guide me in the right direction. I couldn't do it by myself, man, and I'll just be honest with you. Did you think at any point you could do it by yourself? Did you try to do it by yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I thought, look, man, nothing, things in my life had, you know, leading up to, you know, know, probably since the age of 21, once I got drafted through 36, things had been pretty kosher for me. Right. Like, yeah, I had my ups and downs in football, wins and losses and all that, but – you know, life itself had been pretty kosher. I had never gone through a, a situation where I, I was totally out of control. Mm. And I couldn't put the pieces back together myself. I was, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say I'm a control freak, but I do like to <laughs> have some say in how right. things work out. And this was not one of those cases. And I'm not alone. I've seen, I, I've got a couple of buddies who've gone through divorces too. Yeah. And... Because I went through my situation, I watched them go through theirs, and I always tried to come in and support, man, because, you know, you act like you're tough and you act like you're okay, but it's, yeah. you know, especially when their kids are involved, man. When kids are involved, there's a weakness. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, divorce is obviously challenging when it's just you two, but once you had kids in the mix, now, yes. you're, now there's threats all the way down. Yes. to There's just multiple. So it sounds like it's fair to say, listen to that. It took a couple of years for you to t- flip that response from yes. threat to challenge. Yes. I'm going to overcome And there's a little different. Look, damn, we're getting open here, brother. <laughs> but when I flipped in the challenge, and it took me about two and a half years to get there. But when the challenge came, I was way overboard on the challenge. <laughs> dialed it a little too far. I dialed it way too far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had to be backed down by – you know, I went and got, I went to a counselor, and she dialed me back down a little bit on as far as the challenge because I was trying to do too much. Yeah, and um, but you know, you know, those are some trying times, and I've seen people lose their jobs, and you know, which is a threat, not knowing where to go afterwards, yeah. and take a while to get back there. And I don't see there's, you know, look, there's, there's no shame in that. I think the best best thing I advice that I could give you as far as you know, just personally, anyone. Uh, give them the advice of go seek help, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay to to know that you can't do things by yourself. Yeah. Sometimes the threats will knock your ass back, and there's nothing you can do about it mentally to get back on track, mm-hmm. unless you reach out and get help. Yeah, no, that's a great that's a great way to start the process of flipping yeah. it from a threat to a challenge. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, you you brought up my knee injury, and so yeah, I flipped it and I saw it as a challenge. And so I had my pro day, didn't end up getting drafted. Then the next year I rehabbed, I kept rehabbing, kept training for the hopes that the following mm. pro day I was going to get another opportunity, which I did. I got another opportunity. Uh, and nothing ultimately came out of that. So I was in challenge mode from November 2011 when the injury happened to 
spring 2013 mm-hmm. when it was clear, okay, this isn't going to happen, happen for you. Right. Now, I could have maybe gone and played to Canada, but I made up in my mind, all right, that, that chapter of my life is closed. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden I'm back in threat mode because I'm thinking, well, what's next? Mm-hmm. I had this plan, <laughs> right? This dream, yeah. this goal. This is this is this was how it was going to work out for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I was going. I pushed everything else aside. Right, right. I didn't think any, anything else yeah. because I had this, the boats. This is what you're doing, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so now all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I'm 24 years old. I have this degree, but I have zero clue what I want to do. Mm. And that was a big threat for me. Right. I had a wife at the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. brand new wife, very little money. Mm-hmm. And now I'm sitting there thinking, what am I going to do the rest of my life? That was a threat. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So how did you overcome the threat? What was the, what, what were the steps that you took? So I got very lucky because I got an opportunity based on a friendship that I had that I didn't see coming at all. Mm -hmm. So my, my initial thought, I always had in the back of my mind, if if football didn't work out playing, I was going to be a strength and conditioning coach Mm -hmm. or work at, you know, a place like Michael Johnson. Right. Then I found out you get nothing. (laughs) You get paid zero dollars <laughs> to work at those places. So, like, well, that's not going to work out because I can't support a family on that. Right. And so I randomly called a buddy who had an opportunity as a personal trainer here in the Dallas area. Mm-hmm. And that, when I got hired on to do that, it's something I didn't see coming. But now, okay, now it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. And I very much saw that. That's when it flipped. Because for me. you're familiar. Because right? I was somewhat familiar with. Yes. The, I was somewhat familiar with the. Obviously, it was it was the fitness realm, and I right. was very confident in that. I didn't know how to build a business or train right. personally train fifty year old women. I had mm-hmm. no clue what I was doing there. Mm-hmm. But I saw it as a challenge. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is I would come home literally, and I tell I used to tell young trainers this all the time. I may have said this before. I would, you know, show up to the gym at 5 a.m., mm-hmm. come home 2 or 3 in the afternoon, 4 in the afternoon, whatever time it was, and I would get on my computer. You know me. I'm yeah. an extremist. Yes. I would sit there, and I would read for two and a half hours some days about personal training hmm. and fitness and how to make the, you know, fat loss. And right. I was so just invested in that challenge right. of I'm going to be the best trainer at this gym. Hmm. It wasn't yeah. a threat. The lack of not knowing how to do it exactly wasn't a threat in that moment. It was a challenge. How do yeah. I overcome this? You know, how do I become the best? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think some of the things that we're talking about. I mean, doesn't information, information, information goes a long way. It goes a long way, man. But also understanding yeah. why you're doing it. Too. Exactly. The why. Right. Having the why and then building the information and then will like be willing to freaking work. Yeah. How many people don't want to show up? Just yeah. don't want. I mean, availability is but a you, little bit you know, of everything. I've got a bit of, a, of an interesting take on on people not wanting to work. Oh, do you? This is a very broad statement. I don't mean this in every single mm-hmm. case, but my my <laughs> here we go. Philosophy, the rabbit hole. My theory. Your theory is the rabbit hole. Go ahead. Let's go. Go ahead. Run down this. What's a theory? It's an unproved. Right. Right. So I can't necessarily prove this. My theory is we have much more of a passion issue than we do a work ethic issue. Yeah. Mm. And what I mean by that is I am a very hard worker in the context of if it's something that I'm at truly, truly after. Mm-hmm. In the other context where it's something I, like it's just a job. I remember my first job out of college was I was moving furniture. Now, I worked hard to the point where I did a good job and I took care of business. 
but my mind wasn't into it. I wasn't mm-hmm. going home thinking, how can I be a better furniture mover? Right. Right. I wasn't right. all out invested into it. Mm, that's a good so one. So from that standpoint, it wasn't a, I have a lack of work ethic. It was, I just didn't have any desire to be a better furniture mover. Mm. So I don't know how we got on this necessarily. Yeah, I have no idea. But, but that is a pet peeve of mine when people talk about how lazy people are. Or it's all about hard work. Like, to me, there's, it doesn't take much effort when it's something you're truly passionate about. No. It, it doesn't, doesn't feel, at least to me, it doesn't feel like hard work. Right. Like waking up early, that's no big deal. I'd love to actually enjoy that. Right. Because that's instilled in It you. doesn't feel like, oh, man, I'm really grinding today. Yeah. I'm really working hard. Okay, let's say you didn't have a passion. Because it's that important. Okay, let's say you didn't have a passion, right? Yeah. That wasn't your passion. Working out was not your passion. Right. You just got married, right? Are you going to get a job? I would have to find a job. You so you got you, that would be a threat, probably in that scenario. That would be a because threat, I'd be doing right? something I didn't necessarily. But I would. How would in that situation? How can people who are listening? How can you turn that into a challenge? That's the million dollar question. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you got to figure out what the why is, right? Yeah, right. That's. I mean, to me, that's what 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 it all boils down to. Figuring out what what the why is. Like I always looked at even when I was a young kid. I, before I was playing football, man, I, I worked like two jobs and started early on. And I, you know, I, I had to go, I worked at Kentucky Fried Chicken for a, for a little short period of time, man, yeah. in between jobs. Like, I needed a job. Because you needed the money? Because I needed the money. And my mom instilled in us confidence, like what a job and a responsibility does for your confidence. Yeah. And that to me was like, it didn't identify, it wasn't a part of my identity, but I just felt like, you know, being at home and not being in the workforce, I'm letting myself down. Right. I, I needed that. That was my challenge every yeah. day. Like, yeah. I'm not going to sit home. I'm not going to get, take this welfare check. Yep. Or I'm going, I watched my mom do this for 30 some years, work two jobs. It was instilled in me to yeah. do so. Which is why you'll never retire. Yeah, which Truly. is why I, I probably never will retire. never. But I didn't look at it. Even then, it wasn't a passion. Football was a passion. Yeah. You didn't have to tell me what to do in, in football. Football was a part of what I did. But, but you were passionate about not being a lazy ass. Yes. You're, so, yeah. That's I, my theory is yeah. that, yeah, maybe you weren't a passionate about the job, but there was an aspect of having that job that you were passionate about, which was not being a bum. Exactly. Right? Yes, absolutely. So, you've, so to me, we've got to find a way to find that, to find that challenge in whatever it is that we're doing. If you're in a job that you don't love today, what aspects of that job do you appreciate? Mm-hmm. What can you latch on to to see it as a challenge as opposed to constantly wait? Because I've lived in threat mode mm. in the jobs that I've had right. in the past, and it is not it is a draining place to be. Mm. Mm-hmm. You wake up every day, and your first thought is, damn it, I've got to do this again. Mm. And I'll tell you what, that is no way to live your life. I can, I, trust me, speaking from experience, that is no way to live your life mm-hmm. by waking up and the first thought you have is, this sucks. Yeah. To me, that's living life. From a place of threat. Right, right. Oh. But what you got to do in that scenario, and what I've had to do, and, and again, this is a constant reminder to myself, is what good is coming out of this? What aspects can I latch on to? Take all the good out. How, yeah, how can right. I find the good in this scenario to where I can start thinking this is a challenge and not a threat? Well, why not? I mean, you can also look at it as this is a stepping stone to the next. Exactly. 
that that could be to it. the next. I mean, yeah, you, maybe I have to go through this grind, and I have yeah. to do something I really don't care about. But now having a plan mm-hmm. to understand that this is a stepping stone to get to what I actually yeah. want to do. That's a great point yeah. because if you tell me the difference in these two scenarios, you have a job at a fast food restaurant mm-hmm. with the goal of I'm gonna be a manager one day, with the goal of I'm gonna own three different Absolutely. chains here. Yes, as opposed to I'm just going to work. The mentality that says, man, this sucks. I got to go freaking fry French fries. Go punch this clock. There's such a different mentality. Yeah. The one, you have this challenge with a goal in mind and a plan. Mm -hmm. The other one, you're just showing up and going through the motions. Right. And trust me, I've lived both ways. I prefer the plan and the challenge. Absolutely. hundred times out of hundred. Exactly. But let's go back, though, man, because a lot of people don't live in that. Most, Like you said earlier, people, most people live in, damn it, I got to wake up and go do something I don't want to do because it's, it's the, the mentality, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, how do you find the good? You know, how many times have you heard stories where someone's doing something that they really don't care about doing, but because, but because they show up every day mm-hmm. and because they keep on pushing on and working and and people identify them with, man, that person, that guy works his ass or she works her butt off all the time, whatever, right? That there's something good that comes out of that. How many times has that happened? I just had an epiphany. It, it, it happens all the yeah. time, man. Like, you know, we, again, we used to say that, you know, keep chopping wood. Even if you don't like doing what you do, if you are avail- available and you just show up, so many good things happen and so many people just recognize what you're doing, yeah, that they will pull you up yes. out of out of out of the abyss, dude. It's so funny you say that. I can't believe this is the this is the first time that I've connected the two. So I told you I worked I moved furniture for a year yes. after I, while I was still training, and then I got a personal training job here in mm-hmm. Dallas. The person that got me the personal training job I worked with at, at the this furniture, furniture store. Yes. I've never put that together. Yes, but to your point. Had I shown up every day with a terrible attitude, and I, and I had a, I probably had a bad attitude internally, but I didn't right. let it show. Right. I still put in great effort while I was yeah. there. What if I hadn't have done that? Would he have been a good re, uh, resource? Resource? Would he yes. have been a good reference? Hell for me no, he wouldn't have been a new reference. job. No, he would say, "No, this guy's lazy. He, yes. he doesn't work hard. He doesn't like what he's doing." So that wow, and, and that's not to pat myself on the back. I'm just thinking how Man. people listening to this right now can can tie that into what they're doing. Right. Who are you rubbing elbows with every day? You never know who that person is that can introduce you to that next opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So see every day as a challenge, and how can I make myself better in this challenge versus, man, this is a threat. This sucks. I'm going gonna, gonna to put in half effort and just check the box. Yeah, put, check the box. You're putting out a whole different it's vibe right. to the world, right? Yeah. And to the people that you it's interact with. It's a negative with. vibe. Yes. And who wants to be around negative folks? Nobody. No. So, hey, look, if you want opportunities, man, just do the right thing. Yeah. Just do. Just keep continue to do the right thing, and it take. It may take you a year. It may take you four or five years. Yeah. But good will come out of yeah. it. Yeah. That's the other thing is the the time. Yeah. Right. I think time. I think exactly. we all overestimate the time yeah. it's going to mm-hmm. take to do things, and so just understanding that it is a process and it is time. But yeah, that's what I'm going to take away from this is no matter the scenario, I'll find myself. How can I quickly again? Even if my initial response is this is a threat Threat. to me even if that is because i've been there in life Mm -hmm. how long do i stay in that threat response yeah how quickly can i flip it no this is a challenge that i'm gonna overcome yeah yeah love Love it it. man you just you just put another wrinkle in my brain today uh, forehead.
<laughs> you just made me better. Hey, I did want to take a second and read something real Go. quick. Uh, we had a listener, and I'm not going to say the name just in case they wanted to keep it private. They sent me a to my personal page a DM, which doesn't oh. happen very often. Usually, we get all of our messages on uh, the the show, show page. page. Yeah, and it's a little long, so bear with me here. All right, and I'm not a great reader. God, this is really long. Sorry. Okay. You ready for this? Yes. All right, lock in. I need you to put that phone away. Go ahead. In. I'm in. Right, here we go. Right. Hey, Darren, Ben, and Tyler. I felt prompted to send a direct message to you guys for some time regarding, the D, regarding DWS, but I haven't been able to make the time to properly gather my thoughts and words until now when I'm sitting in front of a campfire. Hmm. So ah, there we go. That's what we got. Yeah. There's so much that I would love to say and share that would be outside of the scope of a simple social media message to do justice to what I want to express. I first discovered DWS a year ago when you guys hosted Matt Frazier. I've been plugging into your podcast and redeeming my, and redeeming my commutes to work and back home since I have shared it with everyone I know. Mm. I just wanted to take the opportunity and time to express how much I appreciate each of you as individuals, your podcast, your honesty, and your hard work and passion in pushing others while also striving to be accountable to what you preach. Like I said, there's so much I want to say that is outside the scope of a message through social media. My parents were born a short several years after World War II in China, which was decimated from the Japanese invasion and were extremely poor. My parents would tell me stories of how they, they would get an egg to eat on their birthdays as their treat. And it isn't until I was older that I realized and grasped that they were not lying about this. They immigrated to Canada with nothing but their suitcases. Through extreme sacrifice, hard work, and God's grace, they were able to give me and my siblings the opportunities that we have. Oh, man. Yeah. Through the foundation that they wow. gave me, I've had the privilege of being a police officer in a large city, Vancouver, Canada, for 13 years now. To say the least, it has been deeply troubling and disheartening and what's been happening in our society the last 18 months and the attack towards vilifying the entire profession of policing with a broad brush and the trajectory we are headed. I long for the day when people won't be judged or treated differently by the color of their skin or by the profession they choose in the community. I appreciate so much the work DWS does and is, and is doing to bring awareness and to start a conversation about these, these things in a raw real way that other people can relate to. The last part of this long message is to encourage all three of you in ways which God has called you in your work, in DWS, in your families, and beyond. What I love most about DWS is how you bring the light of Christ into your podcast and the content without being a quote-unquote Christian podcast that is only relevant to one group of people. This was very evident to me as I started listening to more and more episodes. Um, mm. this is a little bit longer. Sorry, skipping ahead just a little bit. I, I want to leave out some of the personal stuff. Uh, being a police officer for 13 years, uh, I have seen a sufficient amount of death and human suffering, enough that it truly it pushes truthful thought and question of our framework of God's love and justice. What I will share are these two truths I've grown to understand in the scope of knowing Jesus Christ and his redemptive work at the cross. Number one, deep down in each of our hearts, we have a deep longing for a world that is free from suffering, where every wrong will be made right, darkness will turn to light, every tear will be wiped away, and no one will be alone. The suffering and injustice is a truthful reminder that this world is not our true home. Number two, we often don't understand God and his will, 
especially when it comes to death of people we love. And then he wraps it up. Um, Praying for the DWS to continue to grow, flourish exponentially, and for God to bless the podcast, your work, and your families as you lead them faithfully and well. Can't wait for the day when I meet you guys when we see him face-to-face. Blessings. Man. How awesome was that? That was deep, man. So that was longer than that as well, right? Yeah, it was a little bit longer. There was some personal stuff I left out, but man, that right there. Hey, look, if you uh, look, that's that was a great, (laughs) that was great, man. Just to to hear that 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 response there, but man, we want people praying for us. Yeah, we do. We want people because we we do like we want to be a light Mm -hmm. on this show. Uh, We we got enough negativity in the world. We just want to be a light, a positive light. To, to the listeners out there, to those, those mothers and fathers that are out there, their children. We want to be, uh, we want to encourage, uh, we want to lift you up. But at the same time, we want to show you the vulnerable sides of the things yeah. that we've gone through in our lives. So I, I just appreciate that. And, pre, you know, we're praying for our listeners. Yeah. You know, please, please, on the back end, pray for us as well. Yeah. You know, somebody said, you know, they asked me the other day, you know, what's the podcast about? And I could go in 18 different directions mm-hmm. on that just because we're interested in so much. Yeah. But I think if I broke it down into one little phrase, it, we're a break from the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. what we are. Yeah. You hear yeah. so much negativity about politics mm-hmm. and police and racial divide. Mm-hmm. You, get, you, can, you, can search, you can get that anywhere. Right. What we hope to be is a break from all that. Not, not right. to say that it's not important, but we do want to be – to your point, Darren, we want to be an escape, an encouragement, a hope right. of how we're handling these life situations. We're not going to sit here and bitch and moan about yeah. stuff we can't control. We're going to talk about how we're trying to improve each other, right. how we're trying to improve, hopefully, you guys listening. So that's what I like to that, – that's the tagline I think I'm going to go with is we're a break from the bullshit. Yeah. We're not going to get super into politics exactly. or anything like that. Yeah. We're going to have a good time, and we're going to talk about what, what we struggle with. Yeah. So – Love that feedback. Love when you guys message us. Literally, we read every single one. You may mm-hmm. not always get a response quickly, but we do read, it. We read every single one. We appreciate you yeah. guys. Uh, sharing the podcast is how you can help yeah. us out. The more people that hear this, I talked about this the other day, the more people that hear this podcast, the better, better guests we can get on the mm-hmm. podcast, which in turn gives you more perspective and you learn something new based on the wide variety of people that we get to talk to. So we appreciate you guys. We love you. We'll uh, see you on Friday.